Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? How is your holidays? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is December 30th, 2021. It is currently 1.48 a.m. in the morning. I'm up late talking to you folks, not really doing work. I was actually watching YouTube videos and uh, getting some different ideas from the Mad Scientist Barbecue podcast on there uh, about, I guess, cooking with different meats other than brisket. Because (laughs) in Joe Biden's economy, let's be honest, uh, everything is a lot more expensive. Uh, Cooking brisket, you know, our smoker just got repaired by movie guy Keone, and we've been pumping out. We've been, Pitmaster Keith and I, we've been pumping out really good tasting barbecue. We just made a pulled pork, um, uh, a pulled pull pork barbecue uh, out of these two very beautiful picnic cuts, uh, picnic shoulder cuts, and oh, it was picnic pork shoulder cuts. What is it called? Pork butt? Pork butt shoulder cuts. I think that's what they call it. All right. I'm I'm a little rusty. It's a little bit late. I'm sorry, but I think that's what they're called. But anyway, yeah, Pitmaster Keith and I, we made some really good pork butts out there, and uh, it just tastes great. We are back. I am so confident in my barbecue. You know, at one time, my confidence in barbecue, it was a little waning there because I thought I was doing everything right. I really thought. And then, for some reason, my barbecue wasn't tasting as smoky, and I just really couldn't figure it out. And then finally... You know, I started connecting the dots, exercising some common sense, and really looking at when the barbecue started to taste less smoky, and that's when I started to realize the door jams on the firebox were rusting, you know, were rusting, you know, away to to oblivion, and, uh, you know, we had to fix it or get another another smoker, and uh, luckily, movie guy Keone, he took some time out of his busy schedule because he's been working on zombie movies, he's been working on set, different sets, building props, Came over, fixed the fixed the, the grill, and now we have something spectacular spectacular again, which we can use uh, for a much longer time and even into my professional career, because this little smoker that we have here, which is an offset smoker, it's really good for cooking salmon. Now I only can cook one brisket on there, so it's really great for bar, you know you know cooking for my friends and family. You know when we have little barbecues in the in the backyard, but for commercial purposes, you know we got to cook maybe about twenty to thirty briskets. So we'll have a commercial smoker on the way. Just telling you. All right. So my Christmas. <laughs> I had I had a really great Christmas, people. I I really did. Uh, it was a very interesting Christmas, but I enjoyed it. Now I did not expect to have a really good Christmas. Uh, now why is that? Now I think if you listen to my other podcast, um, my family. Now we have a big, really big uh, Chinese family here um, here in Hawaii. I think there's about ninety to hundred uh, relatives out there, and we all gather on Christmas Day. We have a nice big lunch. Uh, before we, when I was a little bit younger, and my and my uh, my cousins were willing to play football, we would uh, have an annual football, I guess, uh, two and touch game every single game there, and it was just a lot of fun. You know, playing playing football with my with my cousins who I haven't seen for about a year, and uh, you know, no no one really kept score. Well, I really didn't. And uh, it was never a really fair game uh, because uh, it was usually the young kids versus the adults, and uh, or the or the or their older cousins. We're, more, we're a lot older than them by about ten, fifteen years, 
And uh, you know what? Uh, most of the time, we would beat the hell out of them because we were just a lot more athletic. We were. <laughs> and, um, and even if it was maybe about 15 verse 5, we had 15 of those little kids out there, and we, and we would just have fun with them. Now, they started to grow older. They got a little bit more athletic. You know, the games got a, li- a little bit more tough. But we would still end up winning. And I think over the last couple of years, you know, my, my, I guess my cousins who are, who I grew up with, they got older to the point where they just really didn't want to play football. So it was just me out there versus these little kids. And I would bring my little, my, my friends over to play them. And that even when that wasn't fair because these, my friends would actually, you know, they were like good football players, <laughs> but that would still beat these kids or my little cousins. And then for some reason, it just became a thing of the past because my, my friends who I played with for football, they ended up moving out. So I didn't really have a team to play against them. And I would bring a football, but we just throw football instead of playing a game. I'm hoping one day in the future that I could play football with them again because they're really, really competitive. Now they're older, they're married. They have my younger cousins. If they're older, they're married, they have kids. And, uh, you know, I really wouldn't mind playing football again with them. But that family, uh, they're a little bit on the Omicron fearful side. You know, they're really, really scared of Omicron. So they decided, well, at first, you know, if we're going to do a party where maybe we're all going to have to meet outside, sit on towels, no one can hug each other, uh, no one can socialize with each other, everybody has to bring their own food, we have to stay six feet or more away from each other, and, uh, you know, everything was going, that was the plan, and if that was the plan, I wasn't going, and then, you know, my father and I decided, hey, you know what, you know, we're, we're just not going to, we're just not going to go, we're not going to put up with that, because, you know, Christmas is all about, you know, hugging, you know, you know, not not meeting with a mask, just socializing. And if Omicron happens to spread, and we know for a fact that Omicron, we knew back then that it wasn't very dangerous, um, you know, it would be okay. It would really, really be okay. Um, of course, you know, they're fearful. Uh, one of my cousins, they're a doctor, and, uh, you know, she recommended, uh, I guess, somehow through the, through the grapevine, it got, it, it got down there to say that, you know, we really shouldn't uh, actually get together. We should follow the CDC guidelines or Dr. Fauci's guidelines. And uh, you know what? It got canceled. It got really, can- it got canceled. So, uh, but my other uncles who are, I think they're all Trump supporters. Uh, they got together and said, hey, you know what? We don't care. We're going to get together. Uh, my father, my family, we all, we all decided, hey, let's all go down. So we have a little, we got a little get together of nine people. I think it was either nine or 10. And we just had a fun time, uh, you know, just talking trash to each other. My uncles were drunk. They were insulting my barbecue, the way I grilled my steak. They were telling me, I don't know what, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And then I cooked a really good steak, uh, you know, but, but it was really good, a really good time, you know, and you know, this is the way people, you know, drunk uncles talk to their, their younger, I guess, nephews, right? So it, it was really fun. And, uh, I just had a, you know, I haven't had, that type of Christmas in a long time. Because usually, uh, you know, when I meet with my big family, the big Chinese family, uh, you know, I don't get to spend a lot of time with each one of them. Usually I'm either playing football or just having small talk conversations here and there because there's so many people. This time there's only nine people. So I got to really sit down with um, my, my uncles and just to chat it up. And again, these are my, these are one of my more favorite uncles out there out of all of them. And uh, yeah, if my other uncles are listening, oh, I'm too bad. You didn't make the cut. But, but um, you know, it was just really great. 
So on top of that, on top of that, uh, I got I got even my other greatest Christmas present. Uh, not from my parents, not from anyone. It's actually from the Chicago Bears because they got Nick Foles to start uh, for the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields didn't start. Andy Dalton didn't start as quarterback. It was Nick Foles because. Andy Dalton and Justin Fields were injured. So Nick Foles played the Seattle Seahawks in the snow. And this was <laughs> such a such a highlight of you know of my life of my I guess year because uh, again I'm a huge Nick Foles fan. Uh, by the if you don't know who Nick Foles is, he played for the Philadelphia Eagles, took us to a Super Bowl, and then the next year, like that, he almost took us back to the Super Bowl, and then the Eagles got rid of him. Of course, why would you ever get rid of your Super Bowl MVP? But anyway, we got rid of him, and the Eagles have always been sucky ever since. It's kind of like the curse. But, uh, and, uh, you know, Nick Foles really hasn't had the opportunity uh, to be on a really good team, but he was able to start a game, and I got to see him play again. Uh, and it was really like one of the greatest Christmas presents, and he won, and he won in the most amazing fashion with a last minute drive, a touchdown, and then an unlikely two-point conversion, and it was just great. It was vintage, clutch, Nick Foles, last-minute drive. This is what he does. He does it over and over and over again, yet he doesn't get any credit. Not whatsoever. <sighs> the story of Nick Foles' life. Always underrated. You know, even though he always overperforms. He always, like, uh, makes the critics out there just look like idiots out there. And that provides me with the really greatest transition to, into the topic of what do you actually believe in? What do you actually believe in? Who controls your narrative, right? I think that's a really good question going into 2022. I, I mean, I, I'm really serious about that. Where do you place your faith in? Do you have faith within yourself that you make the right decision? Do you have faith within the conservatives or the Democrat Party? Do you have faith within Donald Trump? Or do you have faith within Joe Biden? I mean, this is a very serious question. Now, where I stand, um, I'm very confident of myself. And I don't have faith in anyone, you know, to be quite honest. I'm, I'm kind of, a, I'm kind of a, a compulsive skeptic. Why don't we just say that? But, you know, it's really good, in my opinion... It's really good to practice, you know, a really good dosage of skepticism out there. Now, again, you don't want to, everything is a toxicity is, is a matter of dosage. So we don't want to be too skeptical because if we're too skeptical, all of a sudden we turn paranoid and then we have trust problems. You don't have, you can't trust your spouse. You can't trust your parents. You can't trust anyone. Right? So where do you put your faith in? And I, and I think that's a really good question. Now, hold on to that thought. I want to continue this. I got to do my commercial break. I got to plug Anchor and get my little few cents. And then I have to plug my company to motivate a lot of you folks to book with me if you're planning a wedding or some family photos here in Hawaii, right? So I'm going to do that. I'm going to, you know, do my usual commercial breaks and I'll get back. Hold on to that thought. What do you have faith in? Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream 
Weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out dot com. Okay, everyone, welcome back to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Hope you stuck around because we're going to get into the topic of faith. We really are. It may be a rather deep conversation today. You're going to learn a lot more about me. You may even learn a lot more about yourself. Right, you're going to learn a lot more about everything right now. And because this wedding planner, this former screenwriter, I think you could call me still a, yet a screenwriter, uh, knows a lot more than just the titles. Do I sound a little big-headed right now? Maybe I do. Well, technically, my head is a little on the bigger side. You know, <laughs> during COVID, I, I gained a little bit of weight, and I think I got a little bit more fat between the ears. And so my head is a little bit larger. I'm going to start, though, you know, losing some weight. I'm already starting right now. I'm saying enough cookies, enough of the sweets. You know, uh, I, I just got to do it. I just I really got I really got to put my mind where my mouth is or maybe where my food should not be. OK, anyway, this topic today is all about faith. Now, you know, the question I always ask myself you know, as of late, uh, and, and with COVID, is that, you know, where do people put their faith in? I, I mean, I, that's a very serious question. Now, when I talk about faith, I know automatically people, you know, refer faith to religion uh, in the same line. And of course, in many instances, that is true. But lately, I've been realizing that a lot of people in this day and age, and in fact, with most of the weddings that we're doing, is that I'm finding that people are not faithful people. They're not, they're not re- religious people at all, right? And so they don't put their faith in religion. They're not, they're not like me. They're not, they're not someone like me who puts their faith in Jesus Christ or they're a, because they're a Christian. Many people are not faithful in that sense. They're not religious. Now, they're, they're, uh, I don't want to hear from you religious people out there like myself who say, oh, being a Christian is all, all about relationship. It's not, not a, it's not a religion. It's relationship. I understand. No need to email me, all right? No need to angry type, angry message me. I already get enough angry emails from liberals out there who just want to cut my head off, all right? Okay? So, with that being said, let's continue. Now, what I'm realizing is that America is becoming less faithful, less faithful, and they're putting their faith more into government, more into Dr. Fauci, more into... More, more into um, bureaucrats and politicians and people who, I guess, people who, who they shouldn't be trusting. You know, it's really interesting when, when, I talk to, when I talk to people who are doctors and they tell me that, you know, when I, when I ask them for medical advice regarding COVID and they tell me, well, we should just follow what the CDC guidelines are. No, I'm asking, you know, I'm really asking you as a doctor you know, what your opinion is on this. Well, give me an opinion and give me a reason why to believe in you, to to have some faith in you, right? And they're just telling me, well, you should be faithful in Dr. Fauci or the CDC. You know, I'm not looking for a religious answer when it comes to questions on whether or not ivermectin is a solution to COVID or is quercetin zinc very effective, you know, you know, I have a lot of people who follow me on Facebook, who um, who uh, follow me, and then they're not really my friends, but they just follow me. 
uh, and, and they'll, they'll read my post on there, and they'll ask me, they'll write to me and ask me whether or not I'm a, I'm a doctor or not. And I'm very, I'm very candid with them. I said, no, I'm not. I'm just a professional storyteller who's in the wedding industry. And then they'll say, well, why, why should I follow you? <laughs> I tell them you shouldn't. Whatever I say, you should check up on it. And if you find that what I say is backed up by a scientific study, then, then maybe you should give my thought maybe a little grain of salt. But still, whatever I say should not be a religion to you. Don't follow me. And don't literally follow me. Even though you follow me on Facebook, don't follow me. Because I'm just human. I make mistakes. I don't need your, you know, your, your obedience. But this right now, in, in this huge time in our life, Regarding COVID, it seems like so many people are just thinking like sheep. You, you know, there's the term called sheeple, right? And I think a lot of Republicans use it to describe Democrats. And in, in a way, it's very true because what do they have faith in? What really do they have faith in? Not themselves. You know, you know God forbid, you know, you know God forbid they, have, they hold an opinion for themselves. No. They want to follow. And, and who, again, who is their savior? Unfortunately, it's the Democrat Party. And that's it. And that's why they all sound the same. Isn't that really, really, really scary? And that is really a form of living an unhealthy lifestyle. That's really a, a if you've put your faith into the wrong people, it's, it really becomes a, a, a really bad cult. I really have to say that. So when I ask yourself, who do you put your faith in? I really hope it's not a politician. I really hope it's not Dr. Fauci. I really hope it's not even myself. You know, don't, you, you, should, you should be faithful to a few people in your life. Number one, if you're married, it's your spouse. Number two, it's any of your family members to be faithful to them. And then number three, of course, is whoever you consider your actual, your, your religion, your, your, your savior in re your religion. So for myself, it's Jesus and then my family and then, it's every, and then it's my friends. It's pretty simple in that order because everything trickles down. I don't put my faith in doctors. I really don't. I don't put my faith in science. Now people may say, oh, are you anti-science? No, I don't put my faith in it because a lot of times, Science is not absolute. It's not always 100% correct. They don't even know why things may work or may not work. Do you know to this very day, we have no idea how tornadoes actually come to be. Now you may think it's from hot air from the, hot air from the north clashing with cold rushing air from the south, creating supercells. But a lot of times, more times than never, you have the correct ingredients to create a tornado, yet a tornado does not form. And then a lot of times, you don't have any of the correct ingredients for, for a tornado, and then a tornado forms. The question is why? Scientists can't answer that. Even with, when it comes to these drugs, these drugs to cure COVID, what do they tell you? Oh, so-and-so has a, um, the, Pfizer, the Pfizer vaccine has a 90% efficacy rate. Efficacy is uh, pretty much, you know, means it's a 90, 95% efficient rate. Well, that sounds pretty good, 
But again, like I told you before, would you ever trust a mechanic who said, well, I'm pretty sure, 95% sure when you go down that hill, the brakes will work. That doesn't cut it, right? Or when a pilot would tell you, I'm 95% sure that this airplane will fly. That doesn't work. That means it's ineffective if you're only 95%. Things either work or they don't work. But science, scientists, they're, they're not 100% you know, confident all the time. So my faith in scientists you know, are, is not very, very high. And that's why scientists themselves have to prove whether or not something works or doesn't work utilizing the scientific method. That's very important because a lot of times their theories are wrong. Their theories, and that's why their theories are not considered, they should never be considered, you know, a form of faith. But unfortunately, in this world that we're living in, you know, the battle of like uh, science versus religion is a real thing. So all of a sudden, if you believe in Jesus, they're telling you, well, you can't believe in evolution. When the truth is that there's actually evolution inside the Bible. And it, go, it kind of goes hand in hand. And I'm going tell, tell you this really quick. How does, how, 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 what is, how does the evolutionist explain how mankind came to be? Well, they believe that cosmic dust arrived, you know, on a, you know, cosmic dust arrived on some type of comet from space, came here, and then eventually that cosmic dust evolved into mankind, into humans as we know it today. Well, what does the Bible teach us? That God took dust breathed life into it, and then that's how Adam came to be. He, he was created through dust. It's the same damn thing. There is evolution in the Bible. In fact, in the Bible it says, and God commanded the earth to bring forth every creeping kind. You know, he never said, let there be a cow, let there be a hamster, let there be a guinea pig, let there be a cockatiel that's brown colored. No, none of that stuff. He said, let the earth bring forth something. So what if the Earth, the Earth's, Earth's method, the methodology of creating creating life, was evolution or a form of it? It could have been, right? Maybe that was the system. Maybe that was the tool. We honestly don't know. But apparently, scientists have all of a sudden, you know, started to battle with religion when actually they go hand in hand. Now again, where do you? And, and here's the funny thing. You know, scientists, they want people to follow, follow what they say. They want to hold themselves up sometimes as religious figures. Look at Dr. Fauci, who said, if you, if you don't follow me, if you don't follow me, then you don't believe in science because I am science. Does that make any sense to you? Really? He's asking for followers now. You know, he's, he's telling everyone, do what they do, whether or not you can gather or not gather, worship or not worship, and who you can worship or not worship. How do you like that? <laughs> now, the topic of faith goes a lot deeper than just science and religion. It really, really does. You know, I'm going to get pretty deep in here. Now, faith, hope, I'll even throw in the word love, because love is just another fancy word for commitment. They all have to do with each other, faith, hope, and love. And uh, I talked about this before on my last podcast, or one of my previous podcasts. You can go back and forth. I'll just recap it really quick for those of you who haven't tuned in. But faith, hope, and love, 
they work in unison. They're, they're synergetic. Love, again, is just a word for commitment, right? Hope, hope is, uh, now I'm going to start from the beginning. Faith, faith is believing in something you, you really see, can't touch and feel. Hope is faith in action. And love is just an everlasting commitment in, in, into faith. That's all it is, faith and hope. That means you do it no matter what. You do it no matter what. You're always faithful no matter what. That's what love is. You're committed to them, right? You always have hope. Let's, why don't we just talk about this when, in the form of football teams? Every single year, oh, we're going to be a good team. This, this is the year we're going to go to the Super Bowl. Everyone, every team thinks that. Every player thinks that. They have hope throughout the whole season or to, or to a certain portion of the season, right? That's why they're all committed in. They're all in. And that's love. They love the game. They love the football team. They love their players. They're going to they're gonna put it all out there. Faith, hope, and love, they all operate together. If you don't have one of these ingredients, then it all crumbles down like a house of cards. Okay? But today we're just going to focus on, on faith. Just faith right now. So we talked about faith and science, Right? Where do, you put your, where do you put your faith in? But I want to even go even further. Now, I want to ask you the question, do you find yourself kind of questioning, your, questioning yourself as though you don't have a faith? Now, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about the inability to trust others. It's a big problem. I'm very serious about it. It's a very big problem. And a lot of these, a lot of you out there, a lot of my listeners out there, I just know this from statistics and even just looking at all of my friends out there, the majority of you have not had the opportunity to be, to be raised by really good parents. Now, myself, myself, uh, I just lucked out on the lottery, the lottery. Okay. So my, my mom and my father, great parents, uh, you know, I have a lot of faith in what they say, a lot of trust in them. Um, sometimes when they give, give out a certain advice, I'll be like, you know, hmm, I don't know about that, you know, especially when my dad starts talking about fantasy football stuff and all that. Maybe I said, hmm, maybe I don't think Joe Burrow, you know, should be drafted or something like that, you know. But, 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 uh, but um, you know, other than that, you know, for the most part, I know when I need them, they'll be there. And I have that much faith in them. A lot of you out there, you folks are not as lucky. You really are not as lucky. And because of that, um, it's, it actually gives birth to a, type of, to a type of fear that can transform into paranoia where you don't have faith or trust in yourself. You can't trust anyone even anyone you want to have a really good relationship because you don't trust yourself. You don't trust your own opinion. You don't trust, you know, whether or not men are men, women are women. You, somebody has to tell you. You're looking for a rescuer. And I would say that's where the majority of Americans are. Now, there's nothing wrong if you are that type of person. And if you are that type of person, again, you know, don't feel that you have to fix yourself. You just have to be a healthier version of yourself. So instead of being a person who is fearful, so fearful of themselves, so fearful of others' opinions, right? And so mistrusting of others because you can't put faith into them. You become basically paranoid. You don't trust anyone, you're paranoid. 
where do you find where do you where do you find a solution to your life? Well, the truth is, number one, you actually have to find a very good rescuer, someone to rescue you uh, from this abyss of paranoia, right? This ocean that's so deep of paranoia, who will instill confidence in you. Now, a lot of times you can't find that confidence without that rescuer. So if you have to find that rescuer, do so. And that, but make sure you find that, re- that person you're putting your trust into is full-on legit. They're good. Do your homework before you commit to that person, right? Or that, or that uh, institute, like such as a religion. Now, I always say, hey, get closer to God. You know, Jesus won't do you any wrong, right? But if you're an atheist out there, right, go find yourself a good spouse. Find them. Trust them, you know, um, you know, put, sell, sell all your faith to them, right? And uh, don't doubt them. Really don't doubt them. Unless, unless they're a bad person, right? So that's, that's what, you know, for, for those of you who have trust problems, that's what you have to do. Now it helps, the, it helps, the ultimate goal here again is not to follow, Right when when you when you find another person to rescue you, it's not for you to follow what they say, it's to instill belief back into your soul, so you have a foundation to build from. Now, people, you know, the Enneagram they call your type of personality a Type Six loyalist. You know, when you're healthy, oh my God, you guys are so faithful. You make the best wives, the best husbands. Uh, because you're always there, you're always faithful. You're, you know, if you're going to show up for something, you're always going to be that. You're always going to be, you're, you're always going to be dependable. Because you know, you you you'll be you'll be such a good father. You'll be such a good mother. Um, that's when you're healthy. Now, again, when you're not healthy, you're the total opposite, and you become freaking paranoid, really, really paranoid, and it could dip into a, this uh, arena. Where they call what they call counterphobic, where you destroy, literally destroy, good relationships because you have trust problems. You know, it's not good, not good whatsoever. So again, to all of you people out there who are unhealthy versions of the Type Six loyalist out there, you have trust problems because you fear yourself. You have no faith within yourself. Well, again, like I told you. Find someone you can trust. You know, to me, my, my opinion, again, again, just to go over it, find a good religion. For me, it's Jesus, okay? That's all. I'll just tell you that. And then once that is solved, everything else will fall in line. It's pretty simple, in a way. Just rolling off my tongue, that sounds pretty simple, right? <laughs> all right. Anyway, that's the podcast for today. I got a little deep. I hope it helps. Oh, by the way, if you're wondering, if you're wondering, I'm not on the Enneagram. I am not a type six loyalist. I'm not, I don't have, I don't fear myself. I kind of have way too much confidence in myself. I'm what they call a type one reformer. Okay. I have a totally opposite problem than you. To, in, my, in my scenario, I have to humble myself more. That's my biggest character flaw. All right, people, I am out of here. It's 2.47 a.m. in the morning. I got to get to bed. I got to get to do some work tomorrow. I got to go 
sharpened paper cutters, I think, for my father. Uh, he's got 39 of them that I have to, I have to work on. I've got to do that. I've got to help out the family business. All right, I am out of here, and I hope to talk to you all soon. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.